everyone. This is the American Israelite podcast, uh, the Let There Be Light podcast, and I am one of your hosts, Netanel Nutella, the creamy, lovely <laughs> spread that everybody loves. Okay, TMI. Nutella, <laughs> TMI. And I have a special, uh, special guest host here today, a fellow Cincinnatian, born and raised. Um, and why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Pam Sakes, and I never left from last week. I've just been actually living in the Israelite offices when I hosted yeah. with Julie last week. I'm the sort of sleeping. Ju- there's, a, there's a couch that's right, right here. You've been sleeping on the couch. That's right. That's right. You do just, have some uh, some blankies here. Okay. Oh, now keep you tell me. Warm. Now some you blankies. tell me. Yeah. Well, I can just say that I've been here, uh, you know, I'm like the Joan Rivers of the uh, American Israelite, the permanent guest host when, you know. (laughs) Anyway, glad to be here, Ted. Yes, we're glad you're here, too. Thank you very much. Since Julie's not here, you get to get her paycheck for this week. Oh, wow. I'm going to go running (laughs) off to Nordstrom. I know. (laughs) Let me tell you, I'm sure. All right, so let's start. All right. So uh, we're both Cincinnatians, so we know a lot of people, and we, you know, since we grew up here and all that kind of stuff, that's always good stuff. But the first top story of the week is Gene Mesh was awarded Israel Bond's Legacy Scroll of Honor Award um, on Sunday, April 11th, at his uh, at his house because of COVID, and um, it was also coincided with his 90th birthday. So we want to send a Mazel Tov out to him, and uh, also congratulate him on reaching ninety years old. I mean, that's that's an accomplishment too. Yeah, that's amazing. In fact, I have to say that when I was a little kid, I remember when George Burns <laughs> turned ninety, and everybody in the country was like, "Oh my God, it's like the oldest living human being." You would have thought, yeah. you know, the way people yeah. reacted because at ninety it's, people just didn't live that long, right? Um, and now it's the norm. I mean, well, a lot of people live to 100, right. 110. Right. Um, where the medicine today is so phenomenally good. Um, and uh, people are living a lot longer now. Yeah, thank God. I mean, as long as you've got your, you know, your health, brain right, is functioning right, and, right. and, you know, you, you've got your, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mental, ki- whatever, ki- acuity. We call them kishkis. There you go. As long as your kishkis are still intact. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. No, but so and happy birthday to him. <laughs> happy birthday. All right, so moving on. Uh, to, this is the this week is the uh, medical issue, top doctors. And so we turn the page, and there is uh, uh, Mark Mandel Brown. Um, Wait, what page are you on? I'm on the second page. You're I must have screwed up. No, I think, oh, I put this away because... Um, these hot, sexy we, pictures. We do want to tell the uh, Orthodox community that does listen that they should probably just turn the page because there are some... Uh, Cover your eyes. Some. It's like a Sears catalog. With the, with the, <laughs> the boys used to look at the bra pages, man. Yes, yes. Okay. That's when we were 12. There you go. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, okay. Um, so everybody go pick up the paper. And also we wanted to mention that uh, there's a professional announcement on page three, which is, uh, you had talked about the Bernstein family last week, and this is actually Miriam Bernstein's granddaughter. Yeah. Sarah. Sarah Shmuel. Uh, Sarah Shmuel. Sarah uh, Ganson Shmuel. Exactly. And she's been, uh, she's got a promotion at, uh, 
at Rockhorn. So everybody check it out and send them a mazel tov. And also send all your children and grandchildren to her so she can recruit them uh, to be Rockhorn to go, students. To go to Rock, yeah. Yeah, Rockhorn is a great it school. It really is a great school. Yeah. It's a very My good school. My son went there and... Uh, He's now 28 years old and reaping the benefits to this day of the education and the Jewish values and all the things that he got there. So Sarah's going to be fabulous in that job, I know. All right. So uh, on page four, Jewish Federation of Cincinnati hires a new chief development officer. And Tamara, sorry. Tamara. Tamara (laughs) Harkavy. Oh, my God. Okay. Last week, anybody who listened uh, heard me making fun of Julie. Yom, yom, Because you guys can never say... Any, everybody's name you mess up, and yes, we do. Yes, we Hebrew. just butcher them up, don't we? <laughs> Especially you know the what? Hebrew, because I don't know Hebrew. You know, I didn't grow up on going to like Rockwern or uh, uh, Cincinnati right? Hebrew Day. I did. I know. Well, you, I had to learn it at Sunday school, and it, it's once a week was not enough for me. Well, but I was always getting in trouble at Sunday school. So my <laughs> Jewish education, I was literally in the principal's office. I'd say, you know, nine times out of ten. And my father was the president of what at the time was <laughs> called so the Cincinnati Community Hebrew Schools, because all the different synagogues in the conservative movement right. consolidate their consolidated the religious schools together. Right, so right. we went Tuesdays and Thursdays from. Four o'clock to six o'clock. Okay, after you've been in school all day, right, this right. is what I call your child brain abuse. is like fried. We by couldn't that. do it. We yeah, went to. Yeah. They took us to the candy store after school, yeah. and we were allowed to spend like fifty cents. And at that time, this fifty is, cents was a lot of. Oh lot of, my lot god, of a lot of sugar, and they 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 put us uh, on all that sugar. We were on this massive Popped pie, up on sugar, and then they expect us to sit in the basement of. <laughs> On Fleming Road at the old Northern Hills Synagogue <laughs> with the cinder block walls, no air. And these HUC students were our, our you know, the rabbinic students right, were right, our right. teachers. teachers right, you know, right. they were like 23 years old. Yeah. These poor guys, they had no, nobody <laughs> gave them any training in how to educate kids. Well, I would just like to crack the whip and tell them to sit in their seats after all that sugar. Right. Well, that's the problem. So we were like literally bouncing I mean, off the wall. These poor guys, they were kids themselves. They hardly knew, you know, they were wet behind the ears and they were just trying to get in a little extra paycheck to put themselves through school. So I went to Rockdale and guess who my, one of my teachers was? Who? Dr. Ken Ehrlich. Oh. Remember the him? Old dean from, of yeah, HUC. Yeah. yeah, he was like that was like when he was starting. Oh, okay. And, he still uh, survived, he, huh? Yeah, he survived putting up with us. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I know. I don't know how these guys made it. Yeah. I swear to God, well, if we he were could so put awful. up with those kids, you could oh. probably survive anything. That's probably what they told him. It was horrible. I mean, we were like literally. It was <laughs> they insanity. They were bouncing off the walls. Right. Right. Well, They're we all used hopped to, up on sugar. We used to. When I was in the office, I would change the clock so that the <laughs> bell would ring. Earlier, like ten minutes early, because you know it was so uh, <laughs> high tech back then that the principal, uh, Rabbi Greenfield, was his name. He he had one of these bells you ding, and he would walk up and down the hall and ding the bell that school was at. So it wasn't set to a particular thing. So we would change that. We get up on a chair. You were pretty bright back then to figure out how to how to change the clock. Hey, honey, if I had used the brightness <laughs> that I had to figure out how to do that for good, can you imagine? I, I would be ruling the world at this point. Oh, well. Anyway, what were we saying about Sunday uh, Jewish school? Feder- sorry, no, we were back to Jewish Federation of Cincinnati hires new chief development officer, Tamara Harkin. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Congratulations uh, to her. Yeah. She did well, some she great stuff. She was a former CEO and artistic director of Artworks, which is, if you go downtown, which, you know, we used to have an office downtown, on the side of the building, all those murals and paintings, the the uh, 
there's a John Ruthven, which is near our office, which is the uh, the, uh, the carrier pigeons. Have you seen that's like on Seventh or Eighth Street? What carrier pigeons? There was a John Ruthven painting oh, okay. of the carrier pigeon on the side of the on one side of the buildings. Oh, okay, yeah. She used to do that, and then she, I think she did the uh, the pigs and all Wait, that stuff. Poo poo poo. I mean, that's that's what? brave. Oh, trafe, trafe, trafe. <laughs> the American Israelite. The trafe animals. No, 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 I'm kidding. Um, yeah, that was brilliant. I mean, she was the first one. She did all that. And then and there's all other over cities the, all over the country now. And then you go through uh, right down the street here where we're at, you go to Glendale, and they got the squirrels. Yeah, that's cute, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, it was a brilliant idea, and yeah. I think it made a lot of money for the city, yeah, and uh, yeah. it was very clever. And then didn't they do the piano thing? No, was that somebody else? They've done the pianos, and they also did the mustache, when they, we had the all-star game they did the reds uh the mustache deal or whatever for the reds Remember oh, okay that thing? yeah yeah yeah. they did all that oh okay they did all that yeah well I'm, I'm hoping she'll bring all that amazing creativity to our jewish community because in my humble opinion we could use uh creativity you know, creativity yes, definitely kind of out of the box thinking these days all right so as we, uh, on page six is the uh yiddish column by dr wait, jordan wait wait what? what happened to page five? Oh. Go on, so go ahead and talk about page five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so page five, we're talking about the interest-free loan program, which oh, right, used to be right, called right, right. the Hebrew-free loan. Right. And I know a lot about that from working at the Mayerson Foundation, and uh, Manny Mayerson and his wife Rhoda started that way back in the day, back in the 80s. Right. Um, and they were very, very proud of that, and especially when we were bringing a lot of people from the former, former Soviet okay. Union here to okay. Cincinnati. Okay. Um, it helped set a lot of people up in business, and his idea was that he just wanted them to have the dignity of work and the ability to start becoming ta- tax-paying citizens of our country, which right, would make right. them feel more at home, and uh, also to be able to support themselves and their fam- their families. And thanks to he and his wife, Rhoda, they uh, really helped so many people. Uh, and so that's now developed into this whole loan program. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I mean, then uh, as part of the foundation, right. it was developed then into what became the Hebrew Free Loan. Okay. And uh, it's in the Torah that you're not supposed to uh, charge, charge interest, interest to uh, right, Jewish right. Jews, shouldn't charge interest to other Jews. Right, right. And uh, I know that there were many people that it's, at certain points they couldn't end up paying uh you know, because they didn't end up doing well or right, succeeding. Right, right. Um, one of the things we tried to put in place was, uh, you know, help with experts in different areas to help people in business uh, improve uh, because it's not just about the money. Uh, and it's Well, you have to be successful. And, how, how, and if you, uh, especially if you come from the former Soviet Union and you were always, you know, it's, it's communism, so it's not, right. um, unless they were working through the black market and doing stuff, it's a different set of skills to run a retail operation right. to run a business in America it's totally different you have to think differently and you have to you know act differently and then and you have to sell you have, you have to sell a product so you right. have to have a, you have to give a good product mm-hmm. and you have to sell that product and people have to want to buy it and um yeah, so, I mean, yeah. there's a lot involved, there and, is, uh, yeah. you know, but they were very, very passionate about it, and then I want to say, gosh, how long ago now was it that it's probably in this article, which I didn't read the whole thing, sorry to say, okay. um, but they uh, ended up gifting it to the Jewish Federation of Cincinnati, okay. um, and I know for many years, uh, I don't think that many people, uh, they ended up, you know, uh, uh, putting an emphasis on it or making that a priority, but it looks like things are back in uh, business again with the freelance. So I'm thrilled about that. And well, I know and also 
there's another one too, which is the Moses E. Miller Hebrew Free Loan Society too. Oh, so there's okay. two of them. There's That's one great. through the Federation, mm-hmm. and there's this uh, Hebrew. Uh, sorry, let me say that again. There's a Moses Miller, and I don't know when that was started. That might have been started. It sounds like that might have been started, you know, years and years before. Yeah, it could uh, be. Um, so. That I don't really know much about, but yeah. I do know that this. And so, Manny, if you're up there uh, in heaven, <laughs> which I know you are, I'm sure you're looking down and smiling right now, knowing that this is being put to such great use. Yeah, well, it's it's good because uh, it helps people start businesses, which then, you know, uh, adds to the adds to the fabric of our community. Right, and and that's the other thing I know that with Manny Mayerson, you know, his Jewish values were so so strong. Uh, that was such a big part of just every fabric of his being. And, you know, he was such a successful businessman against all odds. I mean, he grew up with next to nothing. He told some amazing stories. Someday I'll come in and uh, should, tell some should. of those stories or ask Neil Mayerson to come in and, yeah, and tell we, those stories. We'd love, we'd love to have him, sure. He, I mean, he kept us entertained. He was one of the funniest, most endearing people I've ever known. And uh, oh. it would be fun to hear some of those stories, I'm sure, for the, your listeners. Okay. All right, so uh, we have the Yiddish column, this month's uh, Yiddish column on page six, uh, which is always interesting, and uh, everybody should go read it and, and learn some Yiddish. All right. I know um, how to say breit mit pitter. That means bread with butter. So uh, <laughs> on the international page, we've got the evidence, earliest evidence of kosher diet in UK found in 800-year-old animal bones from Oxford. And Oxford is where all the college. I'm on page nine. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm Oxford is where all the different colleges are. Um, I've actually been to Oxford, but um, this is it's quite interesting. People should read this this article. So I'm not. I'm just going to give them like a, a flavor. I'm not going to do the whole thing because I want you to go read the paper. Wait a minute, though. What? I'm looking at this. So it's because it's absence of pig bones. And, okay, so I guess it's the, I, I understand. So what I thought, when you originally talked about this, yeah. I thought you meant, like, you know, maybe a cow died, and they looked at the cow bones, and they go, oh, there's evidence that people kept kosher. That's why I was like, what? I had no idea what that, how you could figure out that people kept kosher by looking at cow bones. But I think this is saying that it was like pottery, that they had uh, the bones of animals that people ate in their house. Yeah. Now I get it. Okay, thank you, and goodbye. Well, I'm so glad that you <laughs> could. Uh... Yeah, it was like very confusing. Oh, also, um, I'm putting out an ad in here. There's, I'm seeking the artwork of my mom, and so I think people thought that I wanted people to just give me that artwork, and that was not the reason I put that in there. The reason I put it in is because I want to buy artwork back for from my, you know, from people that have it. So that I have a, my, a collection of my mom's artwork. So I'm paying top dollar. Okay, but wait. Stop right there. Why would you say you're paying top dollar? Because Like, I wouldn't know. you just say I'm willing to pay? Because now you've, like... What? Kind of like your negotiating uh, ability has been diminished a little that's bit okay. by saying it's the word okay. top I'm, dollar. I, I believe... I want my mom's artwork. Well, okay. That's so and, sweet. And, 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 you know, so out of honor and respect for my mom, I okay. want... And I didn't put this in there... In the previous ads, after mom died, and so I figured, you know, and actually a friend of mine said, you need to put in there that you're, you want to buy this stuff. You're not looking to... Well, that I get, but to say top dollar now, you know, boy. I just think that's, you know, I just think All right. I want people to respond, and I want to get my... I'd like to have my whole, you know, like this whole room with my mom's artwork in it. 
Wow. Okay. Well, you know, you know do you think mo- only do you are you advertising this in the non-Jewish community? Well, I probably should do that to figure out a way to do that. Well, wouldn't you think that a lot of people? Yeah, who- there was a lot of people that bought her stuff from. Uh, she was at Summer Fair. She was at the um, the what is it the art the art club of Cincinnati. She'd go to the art club of Cincinnati, and they'd have shows, and she would sell stuff there too. She sold stuff at uh, Pendleton Art Gallery just a couple years ago. She had a show. Oh, um, okay. Well, you should probably advertise also in the mainstream community because I, to, I, I, I need to do that. Yeah, you'll bug me about that. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Um, this week is a medical issue, the top doctors, which we do twice a year. And uh, so we want to promote and say thank you to our advertisers and our doctors, um, starting with Dr. Aaron Fritzhand, uh, Age Well Cincinnati, Anthology Senior Living, uh, Cedar Village Retirement Community, the Cleveland Kinlick has an ad this week, Family Bridges, the Lodge Nursing and Rehab Center, um, did I say family? I said family. Dr. Mark Mandel Brown, uh, Mercy Health and Jewish Hospital, and Dr. David Schwartz. Where are the top doctors? Well, those are the top doctors. Those are the top doctors. But it's so a they, Cedar Village Retirement Community, so well, all doctors the doctors that, there? Yeah, all the do- yeah, we're highlighting all the doctors oh, there. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, this week's... Uh, um, uh, restaurant view is uh, Shea Renee. Um, Shea Renee. Shea Sounds Renee. Sounds so fancy, doesn't it? Shea Renee. Where is Shea Renee, Ted? It's over in Milford. To so me. death notices this Oh, week. okay. We're on death the notices. Fun. Uh-huh. Uh, we're at the last page. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mur- Muriel uh, Osher Nee Siegel, age 100. Wow. April 8th, 2021, 26 Nissan 5781. And Stanley Lester Engelhart, age 77, April 7, 2021, 25 Nissan 5781. And then we've got uh, Dr. David Schwartz on the back cover for obstetrics and gynecology. And finally, we have Joke of the Week. Well, we'll do some Cincinnati kibitzing in a minute. <laughs> okay. We need to have some kibitzing. All right. That's what Ted always says when we have lunch. First, we have to kibitz. First, we have to kibitz. So, anyway. All right. So, joke of the week. Hi and Miriam had only been married for 10 days, and their wedded life was all sugar and spice and everything nice. So, it was only natural that when Hi came home from work and found his bride in tears, (laughs) he took her in his arms and consoled her tenantsly. Miriam, he cooed. Tell U big brave Jaime all about it, and Jaime will kiss your tears away. The dinner got scorched, Miriam sobbed. What? gasped Jaime. Forget this honeymoon jargon. You mean to say the delicatessen burned down? Wait, wait, here we got one for oh, Hold on. But I'm bummed. Yeah. yeah. That's not even, I don't even like that. No, but it's I like, very apropos I like for this that one joke. Better. <laughs> Okay. All right, so back to uh, all the inside scoop on what's really going on in Cincinnati, which we can't talk about because we're sworn to secrecy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you do not want to open that can of worms. <laughs> I have 
25 years worth of stuff I've sworn to secrecy. <laughs> Do not get me started. Anyway, what were you going to say, Ted? Well, uh, since Julie will be next, next, she'll be back next week. And mm-hmm. so, we, you know, we want to talk about all those years of sweat and toil you put in at the um, Marison Foundation. Oh, okay. And all the marriages. See, now you get special, uh, you know, uh, 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 credit oh, uh-huh. for all the marriages that came out of all your work. You realize that. Oh, I, I think that's lovely. I, yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, uh, but yeah. that's not why I did it, but I'm glad. And Well, but that's like the mitzvah. That's like a mitzvah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. And, you know, there were highs and lows in any job. And, uh, you know, it was amazing working for the Mayerson family who were, treated me like family. Um, you know, it was a difficult job because sometimes as much as it was wonderful to give money away right. to worthy organizations, it was also hard to keep them accountable because sometimes they would decide not to spend the money in the way they said they were going to spend it or right. they, uh, you know, wouldn't do some of the programs that, uh, so, you know, you one supported. Of th- right. And and I guess I'd make the point that I don't know if any of that stuff is going, ever since you guys kind of stopped doing those things, I don't know if people are... I mean, people are still meeting, but they're not meeting. I don't know if they're meeting significant other Jewish people in any way. I mean, I don't know if there's any. Pro- are there any programs going on now? Not that the- I'm aware, but again, I haven't really kept up with it. But I mean, you yeah. would think that we would see things in the Israelite, and we would hear people right. talking about. We need to about- probably start that stuff up again. And I know because- there's COVID, but you yeah. know, I mean, well, the COVID is kind of yeah. Ended. We we stopped access and Shalom family what five or six years ago now, and. Uh, I do have to say that, um, you know, we do have, it's, it's so heartening to see the, uh, you'll run into people who met at Access and now they that's have kids. My, that right, are, you my know. point. That's my, that's the mitzvah I was talking right. about. And now they have children. So that's like an extra mitzvah, double mitzvah. Well, and also, you know, families with Shalom family, like we'd have interfaith. Um, right, Many, right. many of the families that were there. Right. Um, you know, we used to get a lot of negative um, vibes from a lot of the congregations saying that, uh-huh. oh, because you give free events, people don't, quote unquote, have to join our synagogue. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I used to say, well, I don't think these are people that would have necessarily joined your synagogue to begin with. And now as a result right. of coming to our events and feeling more connected to the community, I think they're actually going to have a, Some, right. they're going to end up joining, which is right. exactly what happened. Right. And, right. Uh, you know, I just said that it's really not about um, it's money. About soci- it's about being sociable. Well, it's too. about it's about patience and time. Yeah. Meaning that if you're willing to invest the time, that was always what I said in these right, in these right. people that you know who might not have been. I mean, somebody who married somebody not Jewish. I, I had story after story of people telling me they were sending their kids to Christian, you know, a preschool. Oy. They started coming to some of our events, Oy. and then they would. Some of them would come up and ask me, "Do you know of any?" Uh, Schools where my kids could get a Jewish, you know, uh, education. education. Right. You know, and my heart would be fluttering like crazy, like, oh, my God, be still my Lock heart. Word. You know, just what you want to hear. Um, and I'd say, well, sure, I'd be happy to give you some ideas of who you could talk to. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I would try to remain really calm right. about yeah, it. Yes, yes, <laughs> um, But a lot of people or you know, just getting them started learning even how to have Shabbat. And I would say, you know, look, there's no Shabbat police that are going to come to your house and say you're not doing it right. Just get started. Do something. It's just and like so, candles. Right, and we, we'd send out these packages to people that had candlesticks and right. you know, little kiddish right. cups and the right. prayers, and we would do events 
you know, like little mock Shabbat right, dinners. Right. And uh, people started inviting the people that they met at these things uh, over. They never had a Shabbat in their lives. Even if they were Jewish, they didn't grow up having Shabbat. And pretty soon they would be sending us photos of their uh, Shabbat dinner with their kids. And they'd say something like, oh, we just had hot dogs right. for dinner, but we lit the candles and we had challah. And, and, you know, it really would make us feel like we're moving things in the right well, direction. Well, maybe that could be resurrected in some way. Maybe I, we can bring it back in some way. I mean, the community has to be willing to do right. something like that. No, and, I agree. You know, I've always offered my help and support, and I'm here okay. anytime anybody wants to, you know, ask about how to make that happen. No, I think it's definitely needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess you'd call it matchmaking to some extent, even though it was events and stuff like that but it's also kind of matchmaking too well it's putting people in a situation where they can meet someone if you're new to town and you really don't know where to go or how to meet somebody looking on a website right. is it's one not, thing yeah. but knowing that there's an event coming up that you right. can pop well, into you take a look at them and right hey. and you know look we we invented something called no boys allowed which you know we did a lot of focus grouping we talked to people and we gave them what they asked for that's right. really the only right. thing that we did that was the reason for our success. It's not me being brilliant or it's not the mayor since putting a lot of money into it as much as it is just listening to people. So we started, uh, a lot of the women were saying, you know, I don't want to go to a big party, you know, with a lot of guys there, you know, walk in without a friend. You know, right. And, and, you know, I'm a little bit nervous about that. Okay. And so people we want said, somewhere they feel comfortable. That's so fine. listening to that, we started right. No Boys Allowed, and No Boys Allowed was just for the women. And they got together and got to know one another, so they had people to go to these events with. So, you know, things like that. When we would hear, you know, a challenge, right. we would then create something that would overcome that challenge, well, and people well, ended up meeting each other and right. becoming lifelong friends and potentially partners uh, who went on to have children, so. Right, right. You know. So, yeah, I mean, um, I think that's definitely needed in this community. It's needed in every community. Yeah, but I mean, I'm still scratching my head as to why nobody kind of picked it up. Well, we'll see. Maybe us having this discussion, yeah, when the know. podcast goes out there, whoever's listening could start these programs back up. and um, Yeah, give me a call. I'm happy to tell you what I know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, or as a consultant or something like that. Sure. Um, but I think it's definitely needed because the more marriages that come out of it, the more mitzvahs and the more children that come out of it, the better off we all are. Right. Well, also, I have to tell you that we have a lot of people who are now leaders in our community who came out of the access program. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I used to give the names of uh, some of the people that I felt were real up-and-comers and who were ready for a leadership position right. and uh, helped get them on boards, helped get them involved in committees. Okay. Uh, and many of them now, I think one of them became the president of Rockhorn at one point, and a few Wonderful. of them were on the federation board. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, that is good stuff. So. All right. Well, uh, this has been a, uh, a delightful and wonderful hour we've spent together. And normally, you know, our talkaholic uh, uh, other co-host that just wants... <laughs> you be nice. I can Oh, you, you know, we all love each other. You are we lucky just, to have Julie Babs. Hey, Gavalsky, you know... <laughs> He just goes on and on and on. Well, she's got lots to say. She's got an interesting life, an amazing family. She's a, you know. Yes. And she got us both a vaccine. Yes, she did. Talk about a mitzvah. Did you go to the Rite Aid in Dayton Dayton. on Salem Avenue? No, I went to a different one. Oh, you did? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was quite the interesting. It was Friday. an interesting spot, wasn't it? <laughs> They've got me right out in the middle. You know, when I go get my flu shot, they at least have a little screen. 
that they put up so that oh i was right there too right you just went back to the window and there was just a chair sitting right. in the middle so, of the and, aisle and, 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 <laughs> yeah this is where you're getting your shot yeah that's me too that was uh, me too at the at the cvs yeah. uh, no it's, uh, the right aid the right aid yeah. on salem avenue yeah. yeah hey i didn't care i, I didn't I, care either until i got home and the next day i was just wiped out i mean i was just what, did you you had pfizer then I had Moderna. Oh, they okay. That was a different one because I was at the uh, Rite Aid and I got the Pfizer. And Monday, I was just blown. I was just, I was blown away. I, I was in bad shape. Well, I got mine Friday morning. Yeah. And uh, of Passover. Okay. And uh, I told you. Remember, I said you better be prepared because you might have a reaction. To and it. I got my whole seder done for twelve people. I, it completely done and right. ready to go in right. case. Right. Uh, and luckily, I only had about I don't know, ten hours uh, of chill, just, chills and a little bit of a fever, right, right, right. and just in time to be able to serve the seder and everything went fine. Yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, I I wasn't a hundred percent. But yeah, it, you just you felt like you had the flu, or you yeah. felt you just didn't you felt blah. It was very blah, and you had like no energy. Right. It, was, it just it zapped your energy. But it sure beats probably having No, COVID. I totally agree. I to- <laughs> No, it beats COVID and dying. So, Wait, or, I have or, a quick question. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll end. I, yeah. I, I just have to ask this. Yeah. Okay. So I was more careful than most, as I said last time. And, and as you know, you guys used to make fun of me. But I don't understand why you can't put clothes on in a dressing room now. Why do they think that? They're still closed. Like the dressing in many. rooms. Like at Kohl's, oh, at, at I, see, TJ Maxx. I, don't, I have not had that experience. Oh my god! So and like they're they got they have this woman sitting out in front with a clicker at TJ Maxx. That's her whole job is to click. She, okay, one more person just walked in. What are they going to do? I guess they they don't want too many people in there at once. I've never been in there where they've kicked anybody out. So that's her job. And then there's somebody spritzing off the the cart. Okay, well, I'm a germaphobe to begin with. Yes. Okay, so I'm glad they're spritzing off my cart. Not because of COVID, because I don't think you can get COVID that way. I don't think you can. But they're all still doing all this business. Well, they're making, so it makes you, number right at the top of my head, it makes you feel like they're doing something. All right, that's something. That's one. All right. And then because they're doing that, it also has to do with liability. Think about the liability. Of what? Okay, let's say someone goes into... Kroger or goes this at TJ Maxx, they they've got COVID but they don't have any symptoms yet. They're in between that ten day period of where they they you know been exposed to it. And they're, it's, it's not full blown, and they've got it. And they breathe you know they, they touch their handles on the handles and stuff like that. Okay, there's going to be a lot of lawsuits that are going to come out of this. Yeah, but that like, would be I hard got to COVID prove. because of you and I. Maybe. Well, what if what if they die? And well, then you I, have a wrong, you have wrongful death suits. But you can't prove necessarily. Well, well here's the thing. Gonna, there's going to be a lot right. of lawsuits that are. I hear out what you're saying. Okay, but hear me out. So wear a mask. I right. get that. Right. I totally get it. I appreciate. That's it. why people you see with the gloves too. They will not touch anything. Okay, that I don't get as yeah. much because yeah. that's not how you get it. I know. Look, I was washing every grocery that I got in the beginning, and then yeah. when they said that's not how you get it, yeah. I stopped that. Oh my god, that was insane. But. Why can I try on a pair of shoes at TJ Maxx and a coat and whatever else, but yet I can't try on a shirt in the dressing room? So anyway, I I have an axe to grind with TJ Maxx, with Kroger. (laughs) Don't even get me started. Okay. Anyway, on that note. Okay. All right. So uh, this has been the American Israelite newspaper uh, podcast, the Let There Be Light podcast. 
And I want to thank our special guest, special guest host, Pam Richards-Sakes, uh, who did a great job filling in for Julie, our talkative uh, companion. <laughs> <You're so mean>. <laughs> <laughs> Talks incessantly. Oh, would you stop it? <laughs> oh, we love her. You're yeah, lucky we, to have her. Yeah, that is true. So, okay. All right. Well, uh, so we'll talk to everybody next week. Uh, sh- uh, sh- I think they, we always say Shabbat Shalom. Right. And everybody have a great week, and we will talk to you next week. Okay. Take care. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.